I prayed that he, that he would send people, even to this service tonight, that he would send people who are hungry, people who want him, people who want to do his will, people that want to know his ways and his purpose and his plans. Amen. And so I believe that's the case. I believe that there are people in the house that want that very thing. Amen. Remember what Jesus said uh, over in, in uh, it's recorded over in Matthew, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. You know, I mean, maybe it's true that those who hunger and thirst after unrighteousness are also filled. <laughs> uh, but he has nothing to do with that. Right? But if someone hungers and thirsts for what is right, for what is of God, for what is of him, what is his way, then you'll get it. You'll totally get it. There's no need for us to be concerned, even, even for a moment. Well, what if, I, what if I pray and nothing happens? That's a devilish thought. <laughs> what if I seek after the Lord and nothing happens? Forget that thought. That's not the way God works. Amen. If you desire what's right, you'll get it. Praise God. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't know what to do? I think sometimes a good, a good uh, question to answer uh, is, what should I do when I don't know what to do? I mean, because the obvious, the opposite would be obvious. What should you do when you know what to do? And not that we don't need to be reminded, but sometimes we need to be reminded to do what we know to do, right? Are there some people that know what to do and don't do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You don't have to raise your hand, but have you ever known what to do and didn't do it? Okay, that's a short sermon, though. That's a really short message. You know, do it. You already know what to do. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and in case that lands in anyone's lap today, which probably does, because it's, the thought never crossed my mind before now, but <laughs> uh, that lands in your lap today, sometimes people have known something for four years. Giddy up. Amen. Uh, Pastor Bill has a testimony about that, I think, about knowing years ago and then had to come around, come back to doing what God called them to do. And so they're not throwing any shame or guilt on anyone, but giddy up. <laughs> if you know what to do, step into that. Don't let fear drive you or motivate you or keep you out. Huh? Don't, let, don't let worry be your, your Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Don't let money be your guide. This, the Bible doesn't say those who are led by money are the sons of God. It says those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. All right? Because when you're in, uh, when you follow His plan for your life, you, in other words, you got His vision, you got His provision. Yeah? When you get His plan, then you get, He, he, he takes care of you in that, in, in that regard. So we don't want any of those things to stand in our way because we often have a thousand different excuses of why we can't do what we know to do. And so we should disqualify every excuse under the banner of God is almighty, and God is right, he's smart, and he, he knows stuff, and he's, and he's resourced and connected, yeah, and he can hook you up with the right connections, the right relationships, the right people, the right opportunities, you can, he can open doors where you didn't even know there was a door, you know, like those hidden doors, Mac, those hidden doors, and those people build those houses, and they got those hidden doors behind the bookshelf, 
Yeah. There's a, he knows where those are. <laughs> I just don't see a way. I don't see how this can work. Man, my life, my schedule, my marriage, my job, my, my money, my... And there's a door right there. And as soon as you take a step towards it, he'll show it to you. Well, did you see that? That little crack right there. Amen. But let me get back to the premise. What to do when you don't know. Sometimes we were in that situation, right? I've been there, you know. Don't know what to do. What do I do when I don't know what to do? Well, sometimes I like to, I think about these things from a reverse side. Meaning, what shouldn't I do when I don't know what to do? Because obviously, if I don't know what to do, I don't have anything to do. But I most certainly should avoid doing the wrong thing when I don't know what to do. And sometimes when we don't know what to do, we step in over into an area where we start doing stuff that we shouldn't be doing. Because we're thinking, I've got to fill this gap of not knowing and not doing. I've got to do something. And so the pressure can sometimes build to do things and, and manufacture even... I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think that's God. I think that's Him, maybe, yeah, yeah. And you don't, have you ever done that? Sometimes if you want something really bad, I really want this. I'm wanting, wanting the Lord to tell me, yes. I'm wanting the Lord to tell me, do this. But honestly, He hasn't, but you're working it inside. Because you've learned that to be led of the Spirit, and you know you follow after peace and all this, and, and so you're looking for it. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I think that's it. Mm, yeah. And, but we're, we're very manipulating and trying to get to a place where we feel like we can say, yeah, this is the Lord. Uh, but really, He hasn't said anything. And so sometimes the pressure of a, a desire, I want this to work. I want this to happen. I want this to be the will of God. I really like that house. I really, really like it. I really want that to be the will of God. You know what I'm talking about? I really want to buy that. And maybe you can. Maybe you have the financial ability to do so. But have you ever gone into a situation like that? And as you go, the, wor- the closer you got to it, the worse it got? So you step back. You prayed for a while longer until it got okay. <laughs> until that yucky feeling went away. What, what's happening? See, so when, we're, when we don't know what to do, we have to stay open. We have to stay open to yes or no. Green light, red light, whatever he shows me. Not, I don't see that red, I don't see it. I, don't see, I only see green. <laughs> and then when you see that red light, ooh, that's the devil. Red is the devil. <laughs> and we <laughs> manufacture all this stuff. So sometimes it can simply just be a desire. I really want this, want this, want this, want this, want this. And so I'm looking only, and I'm only open to one answer from God. If I'm only open to one answer from God, uh, that's all I'm going to hear. And it may not have been God, and I may end up, it may end up costing me, you know, and you, know, you get the house and you find out it's the money pit. Remember that movie from many years ago? <laughs> and uh, you find out, oh, and then, oh, man, I wish I would have listened. Oh, I wish I would have listened to the Lord. I wanted it so bad. Amen. And then sometimes there's pressure. There's pressure from other people. And they want you to do something. And they think you ought to. And if you don't, you're somehow, there's something wrong with you. 
This is obvious. You should do this. Choose. Come on, make a decision. Amen. I mean, I know sometimes, uh, uh, well, we're in graduation season and kids are coming out of high school. We have a high school graduate and people coming out of our Bible college this, this week. And, and a lot of times when you finish something, all right, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do now? Now what are you going to do? I mean, ask, ask us how many times per day people ask us what our son's going to do. <laughs> or, or should we say per hour? <laughs> you know, in other words, and, and people don't mean, don't mean anything bad by it, but sometimes there's a, an underlying pressure of, what, of to do something. And if someone doesn't know, you don't go. If you don't know what to do, don't manufacture something to do. I think the devil is one who pressures. He's the one who's, who's putting the, the heat on saying, decide, 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 decide. You have to decide. You only have till tomorrow. Decide, decide, decide. The Spirit's our, our guide. He's our, he leads us. He doesn't push us. He's not pressuring us. And so we, we listen, we're, we're following the guide of the Holy Spirit. You know, or some say the guide on the inside as opposed to the pressure from the outside, right? And sometimes those situations come up. I know when I was, when I finished uh, Bible school, um, there was a lot of pressure in one sense because uh, many of us going to school had moved to uh, Oklahoma to go to school and it wasn't, you know, wasn't really the plan to stay there. And for most people, it wasn't God's plan that they stay there. And, uh, um, and so people would come along and speakers would come along and talk to the students about not taking up residence in Tulsa <laughs> and not making that your home. <laughs> and, you know, for a lot of people, they certainly needed to hear that. Uh, but then you'd, we'd hear people like uh, Keith Moore, he, he came in there and he said, the Lord told me to come here. And he hasn't said anything since, so I'm still here. Now, he's not there anymore, but, but for many years he was. And then he taught at the school and did all, had his ministry base there. And, and that was his story. And so the Lord told me to come. He hasn't said anything else. So we'd hear that. And, then, and uh, others would say, uh, uh, say to us students, Jesus said, go ye into all the world. And all the world in the Greek means outside of Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> and so they'd say things like that and be like, yeah, let's go, let's get out, let's get out there and change the world. And some people had plans, you know, and some were going other countries and some were going to work at church, some were going to start ministries. And, and, uh, and so there, what happens? Pressure. So what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? And, uh, and there I was. I had a heart to serve God, didn't know, knew he had called me to do something, but didn't know what. What do you do when you don't know? And people are saying, what are you going to do now? Where are you going? You just going to sit here? <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, they hadn't asked me to teach in the school. And, uh, and that was understood. Why? understood why. Uh, um, what am I going to do? And I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And here I am, graduated. Still living there. Some of my closest friends, they all got out of town almost immediately. See ya. 
Now I'm there without my closest friends. <laughs> what am I going to do? Say, so what'd you do? I, I went to church. I prayed. I helped out here and there where I could. I stayed working my job. And then I'd go to church. I'd worship. I'd listen to, to teachings more. Some of the ones I already heard, listen to them again. I'd go to work, hang out with friends some. And I'd go to church and I'd pray and I'd worship God and I'd go home and pray in tongues and worship the Lord. And then I'd go to, jerk, to church and I'd go to work and, and go hang out with friends some and, and seek the Lord. And <laughs> so it didn't sound like you were doing anything any, more than any other average Christian. I mean, that's what, didn't sound like you were called. Well, I didn't know what to do yet. What should, what should I have done? Should I have just gone somewhere? Should I have just gotten in the car and pick a road? No. I didn't know what to do. So I had to resist. Here's what I did do. I resisted the pressure because I can think of a couple individuals. I've forgiven them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, who, who would say things like, oh, you're still here? <laughs> you know, and it came, you know, June. Still didn't know. So what am I doing? Serving the Lord, worshiping God, preparing. So how come you didn't know? I don't know. But I didn't. So I keep praise, praising God, worshiping the Lord, checking my heart, just seeking the Lord, and being happy all along. Just enjoying being useful where I am, being plugged in. Amen. Don't, I didn't, didn't uh, you know, exchange my prayer life for a television. You know, kept, <laughs> kept worshiping the Lord and spending time with Him and serving and helping and doing what I could. And, you know, they had a camp meeting there and the big meeting during the summer. And I went there and helped out with ushering and I helped out with the prayer room people and, and, and uh, helped people get filled with the Spirit. And, and I wasn't a preacher. I was trained to be one, but I wasn't one <laughs> as far as experience goes. So what are you doing? I'm just doing whatever I... So, you know, I July, <laughs> didn't know what to do didn't know what to do towards the end of and then August towards the end of August like oh all of a sudden I'm starting to know all of a sudden I'm getting direction like and it wasn't even what I wanted <laughs> but I but but I, I knew then I knew what I knew and I checked it and double checked it and triple checked it and traveled back to Idaho <laughs> to see if it was right and when I got there, it was confirmed in me that it was right. And then I knew what to do. And then I made preparations. And in October, I moved. But you notice that wasn't quick. Which is not always the case. Sometimes you can know things right away. But I'm trying to talk a little bit about what do you do when you don't know what to do. Don't just, don't just manufacture a decision. If you're really seeking the Lord's will then don't make something up. If you're seeking His will, don't fill the void because of any kind of pressure or whatever it is of not knowing with, oh, this is what, I'm just going to do this. Because too many times we make that decision too quick, then we have to backtrack. And some people don't backtrack because then pride gets in the way. They don't want to tell anyone they missed it. Well, the Lord, uh, apparently He had something else in mind. And he just tried to get me over here so he could get me from there to over here. And I start manufacturing this maze that the Lord supposedly was behind when he wasn't. He just jumped out too soon. Hallelujah. 
Look over at a verse with me in, uh, in Jeremiah. I believe the Lord is leading people in here. Jeremiah 42. Uh, let's just jump into the, let's see. Um, well, just jump in the middle of this, verse 5. Jeremiah 42, 5. So they said to Jeremiah, let the Lord be true and faithful witness between us. If we do not do according to everything which the Lord your God sends us by you. Okay. Jeremiah is the prophet. They're not. This is Old Testament. They had to go to the prophet to find out what to do. New Testament, we don't have to go to the prophet to find out what to do. Prophets in the New Testament are not set in place to tell us what to do. Amen. Amen. New Testament, everybody can hear from God. Anyway, uh, verse 6, whether it is pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send you. Did I already read that one? That it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Well, that's right. (laughs) If you obey the voice of the Lord, it'll be well with you. And it happened, verse 7, And it happened after 10 days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I don't know if that's significant to you. That stands out to me. Jeremiah is a prophet. He's not a small prophet. He's one of the major prophets in Scripture. You know, he's not like Hosea and Amos and Joel. They're called minor prophets. Jeremiah is a major prophet. He's a big dude. He's... Does he know how to hear the word of the Lord? Does he know how to bring it? Yes. And he said, I'm going to seek the Lord for you. I'm going to see what the Lord wants, uh, has for you, what the word of the Lord is to you. And, and what happened? After 10 days, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. If it took Jeremiah 10 days to get the word of the Lord, you think it's possible it might take you or me 10 days to hear from God. You know what, what I don't want to do? when I don't know what to do, is give the Lord one hour, and if He hasn't responded in an hour, then I'm just going to go ahead and just make a decision. Well, I have to do something. I have to make a decision. And I, I prayed about it. I prayed for a whole hour. And the Lord didn't say anything, so... Well, maybe if the Lord didn't say anything, you maybe I ought not do anything yet. Because he hasn't spoken this hour doesn't mean he's not going to speak next hour. Just because I didn't get the direction today doesn't mean I won't get the direction tomorrow. Just because I didn't get the, the direction in April or May or June or July doesn't mean I wouldn't get direction in August. And what if I'd have jumped out and moved to New York in July? Because I had an option. I had an opportunity. Someone was asking me to come. But it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right. I knew it inside it wasn't right. But what if I had done that? I don't know what would happen. Can't answer that. But I know I was glad I waited until I got it. Say, so was it all on you or was it on God? Oh, I can't say absolutely 100%. Maybe I was clouded. Maybe I needed to get quiet. Maybe, I don't know. But here's a real possibility. Maybe he just didn't tell me. Until August. Maybe some things needed to be worked out in my life. Maybe there was something about his timing and his plan and his purpose and arranging things with other people. 
How many know that's something we often don't see? We don't see what's happening behind the scenes, how he's arranging other individuals to, to be there. The connections, the financial connections, the opportunities. And he's working some other things out. And we jump ahead because I don't know what to do, so I've got to do something. And you're wrecking it. You're wrecking the plan. Amen. So what if I, uh, so what if I didn't know after day one? Yeah, I don't know, may I wait for day two and keep praying? What if I didn't know after day two? Apparently Jeremiah didn't. He didn't, he'd been praying for nine days. He'd been seeking the Lord for nine days for these other people. Ever prayed for nine days for someone else? And nothing. How many know after nine days you might be thinking, what's the deal? What's the deal? Why, am I, why aren't I hearing from God? And so often, when we're most tempted to give up, we're that close. And you wait. And you seek. And then, there it is. There it is the next day. Amen. Look over at uh, another verse. Where would you like to look? <laughs> Try 1 Kings. Book of 1 Kings chapter... 19. Here's something else that sometimes gets in our way. Um, is that when we don't know what to do and we're trying to figure out what to do, we start looking for the, the explosive, demonstrative, outstanding, spectacular, spectacular move from heaven and we go chasing after this and chasing after that looking for the sign in the sky and looking for the the boom from heaven and look at you know or nowadays I know people they seek they're constantly going to uh, to other people who prophesy to find out what God should what they should do and uh, it's, it can be dangerous to
<laughs> and, you ever, and you ever hear people, I have heard some...
anxious about it, not trying to, you know, mental power, I'm trying to hear, I'm trying to hear, trying to find out, and then all of a sudden we get back into, I need to know what to do! And there's all this pressure again. No, relax, rest, thank you, Lord, I'm in your presence, thank you, Lord, I'm being led by you, your voice is in my heart, I know you, I know your voice, the voice of a stranger I don't follow. But you're my shepherd, you're guiding me, you're leading me in all that I do. It's that place of rest and faith that we will often find out what he wants next. Amen. Amen. No hurry, no pressure. So well, what if I don't hear for a while? Okay, then you must be okay. Now, if I haven't heard from God for a long time and I don't have a real prayer life, well, then I'm not going to, I'm for sure not going to put that on the Lord. I'm not going to go, well, the Lord hasn't talked to me in six months. Well, have you talked to him? Because it's very likely he's speaking, we're on the wrong frequency. You know, change the channel. And, and so if I don't have a prayer life, if I'm not actively spending time and just enjoying my life and, and asking him, what to do and to give me wisdom, well, then I shouldn't, I for sure shouldn't say, well, just the Lord hasn't talked to me yet because he, maybe he has. Amen. Praise God. Do, uh, do one of you have, uh, have a, something in your life that has happened where you had, you didn't know what to do and what did you do? Yay or nay? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Or, Pastor Mac, if you've got something, you can, if you've got an uh, example of this, you can share yours. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of you may have, I may have, I may have spoken on this before and may have shared it before, but before um, coming on staff at Life Church, um, the summer before that, I was on a mission trip, and we were in Mexico. We were with the youth, and I remember um, the Lord had given me some words as far as being in full-time ministry and and the call of God in my life. And I was at the, in the we were on this mission trip, and we were in prayer, and I could I could just remember the Lord saying, and it was again just the still small voice. And I'll keep going the story, but I want to say this: you know, I've never been led by God by anything other than that I've never heard a booming voice I've never had a sign you know like oh my gosh there's my sign I've never seen that before and I just don't think he's he's not leading people that way he just doesn't and so I I really think that the the mentality that says I need some sign I need the circumstances to line up just right that mentality, I think it comes out of this belief that God controls everything, that he's the one making everything happen, and, and he's the one that's, that's causing everything that you see happen. You know, he's not the orchestrator of everything that takes place today. He's, he's not behind everything that happens in the world. You know, sometimes, sometimes that could be the devil, and sometimes there's things that happen in your life and there's circumstances and you're supposed to come against it. And you're supposed to stand against that thing and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And other times, you're, you know, maybe that is God, but you, how can you know? Well, you have to have the still small voice. You have to have his voice in you. So anyway, I'm, I'm in prayer on this mission trip. And the Lord says, 
um, you're going to be done at your current job, because I had a secular job, you're going to be done at the end of summer, which this was June. So I'm like, that's not, that's not bad, which, you know, why can't you tell me everything? Why can't you just say what that next step is? How come, I, how come I'm only getting a part of it? But that was good enough for me for then. I was like, okay, that's, and, and I didn't know what came after that, if that was going to be ministry, if it was going to be another job or whatever it was. I knew I wasn't satisfied at the job that I was in, and I knew that uh, I was going to be eventually doing something more. And then come towards the end of summer, nothing's changing. And I see no difference in anything. And so um, we're, we sell our house because I knew that the Lord had told us to sell our house. Which, so I'm kind of trying to put two and two together on this thing. Okay, he told us to sell our house. Maybe there's a big change coming at the end of, at the end of summer. So we sell our house and we're, we, we made a good chunk of change off of it. And, you know, we, were, we, you know, we bought at the bottom of the market, and it was like three years later, so we had a good equity in the house. And, and so I'm trying to do the math. Okay, we sold our house. We got all this money. Maybe he's wanting us to move somewhere and do something. And so I'm trying to figure it out. And maybe at the end of summer, maybe I'm supposed to go to Bible college, which I had already graduated LBC. But maybe he wanted me to go on to another Bible college and move and go there. And, and I totally could have in the, in the natural. It totally made sense. It totally, everything lined up that I would do that, that I would go on to this Bible college. I had the money. I could work part-time and, and live off of the money that we made on the house. And I kind of, at the time, wanted to. It was like, yeah, this, this sounds like a new, fun adventure to go do this. And, and so I, wa- I, I was like, you know what? I need to make sure that this isn't just my idea, a good idea, because going to Bible college, is there anything wrong with that? Is there any, was there anything like, is that sinful? No, I'm not contemplating doing something wrong, but was it right for me? Was it a God thing, or was it, a, was it just a good thing? And I wanted a God thing. I wanted to know His direction for my life, not just wander around and do what I think is good and do what I think is best, but I want to know what's God's plan. What, what am I supposed to do? And so I ended up going into prayer. And it was getting, this was like, we were, this was probably middle of August, towards the end of August. We were approaching deadlines to um, come into, uh, to, to go to Bible college, right? You had to have your application in by a certain date, and I hadn't done any of that. And I'm like, I need an answer, because if I'm going to apply... I need to apply now. So I got to get my answer soon. So I just went into prayer one night, and I think I started at like 11 o'clock. And I said, you know, I'm, just, I'm not going to leave until I get an answer. I'm not going to leave this place because I knew that it wasn't the Lord withholding the answer from me. It was me being in the wrong frequency. For whatever reason, I wasn't just tuning in. I couldn't, I couldn't get it. Now I know what it was. My desire for the wrong thing was the, was the thing that was causing me to tune out, right? I had this desire in me. So anyway, about 3 o'clock in the morning, my heart finally opens up to the idea of not going, right? Because I had fairly, I, I had my heart kind of set on it. And as soon as I kind of like, okay, God, I genuinely just want to know what's best. I want to know what you want. And at that point, I could just tell on the inside, 
leaving and going just wasn't right. And so I said, you know, God, it seems like you're, you're telling me that I shouldn't go. It seems like you're saying I shouldn't go. And then as soon as I said that, I heard the voice inside of me, his voice say, I have something better in store for you. I have something bigger in store for you. I, and I remember hearing that distinctly, and I was like, cool. Again, I don't need to know what that next step is. I know what the next step isn't. It isn't moving. And so at that point, I was like, I'm good. I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep working at this, at this job. And within, I think it was probably two weeks, maybe three weeks from that, very short amount of time, uh, I get a call from Pastor Mark. And he says, I want to meet with you. And then my heart sank. <gasps> oh, no. What did I do wrong? Called to the principal's office. <laughs> no. Because I was in the youth. I'm like, did I say something wrong in the youth? Because, you know, he has, he has kids in the youth. And I'm like, uh-oh. I'm in trouble. And then he says, I've been praying about the position. We meet. And then he says, I've been praying about the position of the children's director. And your name keeps coming up. And... And sure enough, about a four or five days prior to that, I remember um, hearing, uh, sitting in these, in these chairs, um, the announcement that the position was open that they were looking to fulfill it. And I remember thinking, I hope they find a good children's director. I just had a kid. I just, you know, man, I hope, I hope there's a, they, they find someone good for that because I'm going to be putting my kid through that program. And didn't even cross my mind until I was driving home. And he says, hey, why not you? And as soon as he said that, I knew he was talking about the, the children's director's position. And so he began to work in me and say, hey, I, this is what I want you to do. And this was totally out of left field for me because I was a volunteer in the youth. I was a volunteer under Pastor PJ. And I was his right-hand man for almost three years. And I had never even been this side of the building. Like, I don't go that way. That's no man's land for me. <laughs> so I'm like, God, if you want me to do that, you're going to make the way for that because I'm not going to just go apply for something and say, you should hire me. I have zero experience in kids, but I, I'm your man. And I said, so if God, that's, that, if that's you, you're going to make that way happen for me. And, and he had previously told me that when I came into ministry, that he, the word that he told me specifically was, I go before you and I make a way for you. And so I knew that I wouldn't be beating down someone's door to get in a ministry. I knew that that opportunity would be opened by God and, and, and that, that was that. And, you know, we, we, we've talked about it and it, I, I, I sometimes think, what if I had just gone? What if I had just done what was set in my heart? What, what would have become, you know, where would I be? I don't think I'd be serving the devil I don't think I'd be out, out of the family, right? But I don't think I would be here, and I don't think that my life would be as blessed as it is. And this is, when you follow the path of God, when you follow his voice, things work. And, and, th and the grace of God is able to flow to your life. And sometimes when the grace of God just seems to be like not there, sometimes we have to think, well, where did I miss it? And kind of step back and take a look. And say, did I, did I just do something without direction, without hearing the Lord? Did I take the time to acknowledge him in all my ways? And then he would make my path straight. So that's, that's my testimony, and that's how I'm here today. 
and God is good, and he's got a plan for us, and, and his way is so good. His way is so much better than your way. I, could, I also have like 15 testimonies on what not to do and doing the wrong thing when I knew the right thing, and it never worked out. But that's, that's one of the ones I didn't miss, amen? Praise God. Praise God. And, and you know, the truth is uh, anyone who's made right decisions probably also has some stories where they made the wrong decision, you know. It's just as a preacher, I'd rather tell you what I did right than what I did wrong. <laughs> you know, unless I can see a real good teaching moment that would be helpful. But uh, uh, he's leading us. He, he'll work in us. And uh, he'll work in all of us in different ways. Amen? Amen? Good, good. You got one? Yeah. All right. I will tell you, I have heard the big booming voice before. You don't, you don't want to hear it. Okay, because usually when you hear the big boom, booming voice, it's because he really wants to get your attention that you're in peril, that it's bad, and that you really need to listen. So don't want to hear that big voice um, because it is, it is really serious when you do. Um, seek that small voice. Just one little thing on the small voice, and that was wonderful, Pastor Doug. I was in a similar situation. I always develop companies, so I'm always doing that, and I've done that all my life. And a few years back, we were in a situation where we were in between, and I go, I don't have anything to do. I want, I've got to start something, start a company, get moving. And I'm, I'm praying about it, and I go, Father God, I know what to do because I know how to make a lot of money, and I know what to do, and I'm going to do X. And Father spoke back to me and goes, Mac, I don't want you doing that. So I go, Father, I know one thing, I'm not doing that. I'm not starting that company. And, you know, because I knew, okay, that's one thing I'm going to cross off, even though that was my comfort zone, and I could go to that, I thought, okay, cross that off. Well, my wife's looking at me, and she's going, okay, well, I, I appreciate that, but what are you going to do? You're not leaving the house. You're staying here. And what are you going to do? And, you know, that is kind of awkward. And so I go, listen, you know, thank goodness she's, you know, she just loves God and she, man, I'm so thankful to, for this mighty woman of God, but she just relaxed. And I put it off on, I put it back on God. I said, listen, I, I, I don't want to make a mistake. I have made a lot of mistakes. And I said, I don't want to make a mistake. And I'm camping out here until you tell me what to do. You don't tell me what to do, I ain't going. You told me what not to do, and I honor that. I won't go down that road. But on the other side of it, if you told me now what not to do, you've got to tell me what to do. And until you tell me, I'm staying here. And you know that house payment? It's yours. And you know that provision? It's yours. You said you'd take care of me. You've got to do it. Okay, but I am not leaving until you give me a hint. And about a month later, he gave me one hint. He goes, this is the company I, I want you to start. This is the name of it. And I go, great. What is that company going to do? And I prayed for another month. And gradually he started revealing it. And you know what? I had total peace in that. Because I was going to put it back on God and say, Father, you said you're my father. You said you're my guide. Holy, Holy Spirit, you're supposed to be my counselor. It's up to you to guide me and direct me in this thing or I'm not moving. And when I did that, he just gradually started unfolding. And that's still what I try to do today. Hey, you know, I'm going to stay here until you guide me otherwise. I just love it. And I just recommend all of you, just put that off on, he said you're, he's your father. 
He said he loves you, adores you. He would be your provision. He would be your guide. So just say, hey, you said you're going to do it, and I expect that to happen. Amen. You know, I like that last thing that you said there about putting it off on, back on the Lord. Because sometimes we, we look at ourselves and we say, I know the problem's not with God. The problem, it's just I can't hear him. And we beat ourselves up. I'm just spiritually deaf. You know, something's wrong with me. I can't hear from God. I can't hear from God. I can't hear from God. How many know when our focus is on ourself, um, that's usually the reason we're not hearing? And here's what I'm saying. In other words, put it back on the Lord and say it this way. Father, uh, I believe you're big enough to get through to me. I believe you will. You're gracious. You're gracious.